If you want to experience God's power active in your life and for other people, then you're going to want to listen to today's episode. We just celebrated Pentecost Sunday, which celebrates the beginning of the Christian church. And my husband, Fred Snyder, just preached at our church, which is the Gathering Church of St. Petersburg, Florida. And so I want to share his message with you today because I want you to discover God's power in you and through you if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. We often hear about the cross and the death of Jesus, but we actually live on this side of Pentecost where the promise of the Holy Spirit was fulfilled. And so Fred's message today, he's going to give you three key elements of God's power active in you through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And so he's going to talk about how the Holy Spirit wants to guide you in your daily life, guide you in truth and righteousness, and guide you in demonstration of his power. And so grab a notebook and pen because he will give you a lot of scriptures in this. And this was his message at church. And so we want to help you grow. And then also we have some more episodes for you to help you grow even deeper. In episode 81, I talked about exploring the transformative power of Jesus's death and resurrection in your life. We need to understand the resurrection power. And then episode 51, which is knowing God intimately, the three crucial aspects of relating to the Trinity, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and Holy Spirit. And then episode 37 is the role of the Holy Spirit in your life. And then episode 18 is so important because it talks about how God sees you in Christ and I will have all of those in the show notes, but I want to give you those resources so you can go even deeper in connecting to your relationship with God and knowing your identity in Christ so you can thrive in all aspects of life. All right, so here we go. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. So what happened at Pentecost? 120 are in the room. Not a big church. It's the start of the church. Jesus, when he resurrected, a lot of people really don't really think about this, but it says in Scripture that he actually walked 40 days upon the earth after he resurrected. And what did he do? He teached on the kingdom. So he took the kingdom back. It became under him then. And then he left and he said to to the 120 people, wait for the promise of the Father. Then on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came down with a mighty wind. 
a mighty wind and the, and the power of the Holy Spirit was upon the people. And what was so unique about that was 3,000 people that day gave their life to Christ. Was it because of what the, what, what the 120 were saying? Had nothing to do with what they were saying. It had everything to do about the power of God and the demonstration of power. And then it was only then that Peter stood up and declared the power of God through, the, through one of the prophets of what this day was. A coming of power, a coming of vision, a coming of a, a different anointing. Now, if you take Peter, who stood up that day and gave that word, if you look at Peter before the death, burial, resurrection, and Pentecost, then you look at him in that scope and in light of where he was and where he started, complete different person. A mature person, an educated person, a, a wise person. And that's what the gift of the Holy Spirit does for us. It makes it look smarter than what we are, and he gives us, he gives us the power, the wisdom to step into the things that he has called us to do. It's really an amazing thing. So I want to talk about three elements of the ministry of the Holy Spirit today. I want to talk about how he guides you in your daily life into the small details of your life and how he leads you in the day-to-day. -day. I also want to talk to you about how he guides you in all truth, and in your, which is tied to your identity, and in righteousness. And I also want to talk about how he leads you in demonstrating power. Because in the end, the world really doesn't want to listen to what we have to say. But when you demonstrate power, and when you walk in love and compassion, that changes people. That draws the unchurched to the church. That draws the unbeliever to Christ. The world doesn't want to listen to what we have to say, but they will watch us, and they will see how we move. They will see how we demonstrate love and the power of God. That gets their attention. So I want to start with guide you in your daily life, and I'm going to call, on a lot of, I'm going to call out a lot of Scripture here, so just be patient with me. But this Calling in your daily life is really the intimate relationship that you have with the Holy Spirit, with God, with Jesus. It's really how he's involved and wants to counsel you, be a counselor, be, to be a comforter. In the things of the day-to-day, -day, grieving, finances, work, all the minor things that you think that God wouldn't care about, is, that's not true. He cares about every detail of your life. So I'm going to start with John 14. We're going to go back in time to when Jesus is describing the work of the Holy Spirit and, what, and what's going to happen when he sends him. So we're going to go back into John before Pentecost. And in 14 it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. His commandments was to love one another as I have loved you with sacrificial love. That's a whole different teaching. But anyways, it said, I will pray to the Father and he'll give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. It's never a one-time occurrence. It wasn't a one-and-done deal. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Think about that promise. Think about that. He will be with you forever. So Pentecost wasn't just a holiday we celebrate. Pentecost is, an, is a opportunity to recognize his ministry in you in a very, very relational, personal way. John 14, 26 through 28. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, 
that is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything and remind you of the, everything that I have told you. I am leaving you with a gift, again, day to day, peace of mind and heart. And a peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So do not be troubled or afraid. That's, to, that's the love of his heart toward you in every minute that you walk on this earth and into eternity. That is about the detail of your life, that he's showing his heart toward you and what he thinks of you and how much he loves you. This is very personal. Then I say to Matthew, this is a really interesting scripture. A lot of people will not tie this to Pentecost, but I'm going to do it right here. After the, his baptism, Jesus came up out of the water and the heavens were opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son who brings me great joy. When Jesus came to the earth, he gave up his deity. He gave up being God became one of us. Next time you look at that scripture, look at that how the Father received Jesus and how he looks at Jesus. And you know what? Here's the reality of it. From his opinion, you're no different. You are no different. He looks at you with compassion, love, and he looks at you in your righteousness and says he is well pleased. You try to link how God views you from a lot of us try to think, fall back to a perspective of what I did lately or the mistakes I made or the errors or the judgment or the misses. No, 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 no. He sees you as righteous, pure, holy, and set apart. He sees you from that lens and you, you please him just as you are. That's how personal God is with you. And that's the ministry of the Holy Spirit in you and on you. And we just need to grab a hold that God's not judging you from that perspective, from the mistakes. He's judging you from righteousness. Which brings the second point, guide you in righteousness. Now, the next scripture I'm going to read here, it can be very difficult for many, and, and I'm going to do a little teaching on it, but I just I think it's important you get, you get a hold of this or study this out. It comes from John 16, um, 7 through 13. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I do not, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin, of God's righteousness, and the coming judgment. Here's the good part of this. The world of sin that it refused to believe in me. Think about it, even the world. He's judging them for one sin, looking at them for one sin, not believing and in receiving. You have to think that we, the world is being judged by what they do and how they do it. No, there's only one. They didn't receive Jesus because he knows that's the key to growing in eternal life. Um, of righteousness and the coming judgment... I'm sorry, of righteousness because I go to the Father. Now, Jesus is not on the planet. Who's he speaking to here? He's speaking to us. So the ministry of the Holy Spirit isn't to sit here and condemn you. His ministry is actually to sit here no matter what you ever do. He's here to tell you how righteous you are in the sight of God. That is his ministry. We like to think that, oh, boy, get them, Holy Spirit. Show them what they're doing wrong. Show them what, you know, help them. But it also says in Scripture that it's the goodness of God that leads one to change. And there's also, a, there's, and it is compassion of God to show them who they truly are. So we, in his ministry is 
change your focus from mistake, mistake focus or errors to right standing because your life will follow your focus. And if you focus on what the Holy Spirit's trying to lead you into righteousness, your focus switches there and you start doing things in a godly way. And then the world of judgment. He's going to judge the world. Why does he get that? Why does he say that? He says that because he has overcome the devil. He has overcome that dominion, the dominion of, of a small little ruler of the world, and he is now king of this world. He took the authority that Adam gave, and he took it back, and he grabbed it. Now he is the one that has the authority and the judgment of the world. But as today in the dispensation of grace, it's his desire that all people would come into the knowledge of Jesus, that all people would be saved, that all people would be led by the Holy Spirit, and they would step into this righteousness in which you truly are. So that's what his ministry is, and that is tied to your identity. The first one is tied to relationship. The second one is tied to your identity. If you are a believer and receive Jesus Christ, you are righteous, pure, holy, set apart, and that is the ministry of the Holy Spirit to continue to remind you of that, to change your focus, to step into the things he has you do for, in godliness. The last one I want to talk about is demonstration of power. It's pretty important, like I said when I started this, that the demonstration of power. Well, wait a minute. That, this is one's tied to faith. This is kind of the hardest one you actually have to do. One, we don't teach on it a lot. You know, we're a little apprehensive to, to, to step into the things he's gifted us with. We're a little apprehensive to step out in faith because, boy, what will they think? What if I fail? All these doubts, all these things that come upon you, all the fear of man, the, all the things that are not of your true identity will come upon you. Well, you're, you're, you have to face, and, um, and it's important. And I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians 13, 7 through 8. A spiritual gift is given to each of us. We can help teach other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else, one Spirit gives to the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, and another the ability to prophecy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages. Pastor E, that wouldn't be um, Portuguese, would it? while another is given the ability to interpret Portuguese. No, it is the one, it, here it is, it is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gifts per, each person should have. That's a very interesting, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. One, when you have an intimate personal relationship with him. Two, when you know your identity with him. And you know who you are in Jesus and who you are in Christ. And you know your purpose. We talked in the last series about purpose. When you, you know who he is, you know identity, you know your purpose, and you open your heart up to his power. This is where the rubber hits the road when we go out into the world. This is when, the, this is when, this is when you have a word for somebody. This is where someone all of a sudden you know something about something. This is where the power in your in the power actually can from inside you where the spirit dwells to comes out of you to touch the lives of other people. It's not so much for you. It's for other people. 
to, to comfort them, to, give, to, 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 to heal those in some cases. We know people that are, have healing ministries. And I share a story with you, if you don't mind. I was sitting in, when I was in Bible school, I always got up at like four in the morning and I always spent time just, of course, drinking good coffee and, and spending time praying. In the morning, all of a sudden, this, this true story, a vision came up with one of our very good friends from, she was from Russia, her and her husband are very good friends of ours, and all of a sudden, it was a vision, a seed exploding, and I'm like, boy, that's weird, and I just sat on it. Well, it never left me. Finally, I went to, went to, went to my friend, and I says, you know, I just got to share this with you, because this is just not going to leave me. I see a seed exploding, and I think, okay, just put it on the shelf. Well, we're in Bible school, and this student gets up, gets up on stage and says, you know, I just had this vision of a seed in a box exploding, and now I, okay, just confirmed his vision. I told her, and we're just looking at each other from across the room, now, this is really wild, okay? But our hearts are open. Well, here's what happened. She had, I don't know what it is, you get your tubes tied or something like that, and I don't know the, the, what that is, but... And, <laughs> Anyways, come to find out three weeks later, she was pregnant, and they were, they didn't know, they didn't expect it, they did not plan for it, but it happened, and what really was, was God's telling them things are going to be okay. That was from him, his love, his compassion. They had some very significant complications with that pregnancy, but there was that vision that calmed her, that knew God was there. God knows what's going on. And God is there for them. Because what is God about? God is about pride and comfort. God's about leading you in the truth. God's about all these wonderful, compassionate things. It's not to hurt you. It's to help you. I'll tell you one more story. Same thing. One day I'm sitting having coffee about 4.30 in the morning. And a, a lady, we're in a small group in Michigan, had a vision. I had a vision. I saw her on the side of a mountain with red tulips. And I'm like, man, that's weird. I said, I just, again, put it on the shelf. Again, wouldn't leave me. Finally, I says to Lori, I said, Lori, this, this isn't going to leave me, but I don't feel like reaching out to her, so I'm just going to write this down and you give it to her. So I wrote, you know, I, it's kind of strange when you start walking in this stuff, but it's really cool. And here's why how good it is. So I wrote it all out, give it to Lori. Lori calls our friend back in Michigan. We're in Colorado, sends it back to Michigan on the phone. All of a sudden, the phone blows up. A phone blows up. Did, did, who's talked to you? What's, did you know what's going on? And we're like, no, what's going on? Well, the lady they had a vision for was just diagnosed with stage three cancer. And their small group prayer that night was that they would, she would get a vision of how God views her. In my vision, I saw Jesus looking over her in a compassionate, loving, kind, wonderful father-daughter way. And she ended up getting healed. It's powerful stuff, and it's real. It's powerful. And I just want to close and say that to get there, it was a journey. It still is a journey. I fight doubt, fight unbelief, fight all these things from the carnal mind, from the mind. But I'm telling you, it's true. So starting from the first thing, get to know the Holy Spirit. Pray to him, talk to him, commune with him, spend time with him. Know the first things first, that he's for you in every detail of your life. Second part, get a hold of righteousness. 
not your mistakes, not the errors, not all the things that you think you did wrong, but focus on what God says about you. Because the way he sees you, he sees you pure, holy, righteous, and just because everything that his son did on that cross 2,000 years ago, everything, he was the propitiation for all sin, past, present, future, and he is the same today. He is the same today as he was back then. He never changes, and his heart is for you as a community, as a church, and for the non-believer. And I just want to affirm you that this is real. This is, this is powerful, and next Saturday when we go through this, I hope you show up for Saturday because it's important that we, as a church and a community, step into this because there were 120 in that room during Pentecost, 120, which included the disciples. The next day when they stepped in, they realized the power, and the world saw that power. Their numbers went to 3,000, and they never looked back. The church, the world, the lost, the hurting, the sick, the brokenhearted need you. They need us. They need us to embrace the ministry of God and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. They, and we need each other because, you know what, we cannot do it alone. We have to support one another, come together and learn. Learn from one another and learn from him and step into the things he has for you. It's important that we as a collective group embrace this truth not for so much for our sake, but for the sake of the community here. He says, go forth into Jerusalem, Samaria, and all the ends of the world. So I just want to leave that with you today, and I just want to encourage you to walk in the things of God from a relationship, from your true identity, and for the power that he wants to demonstrate to you, through you, and for others. Friend, I hope you were blessed by today's episode, and I pray it encouraged you or helped you grow in some way. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who's been praying for a breakthrough, or they want to grow or need encouragement or empowerment? I would also love it if you would go take 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. This is how I know you're liking this podcast, and it also helps others become aware that I exist and they can hear the gospel. You can take a screenshot also of your review and then share it with me on social media. Tag me at Lori, L-O-R-I-K-A-Y Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R, Lori K. Snyder. And that way I will know too that this is a blessing to you. Thanks so much, friend.